Uh, for a long time, Vokies have been the number one wedge on tour. I'm very lucky to have Aaron Dill here, the instrumental in the SM7 wedge, which is a successor to the SM6. So with SM6, that was all about moving the CG to get in the right position. But you've taken that a little bit further with SM7. Can you explain what you've done to achieve that? Yeah, so we spent the last two years studying SM6. We, we knew we had a home run from the start, but we learned that we can make some things better. And some of that is around the aesthetics, the profiles, the three finishes, the CG placement. We can actually make that better. And of course, our scoreline performance. So all those things really come hand in hand, as well as a new grind we have called the D. So we're, we're really focusing on the entire package when we're creating a line like this. I mean, one of the things I noticed between the six and the seven, because I was able to try them both, is that um, the hosels are a little bit shorter on the sevens. And can you explain why you would do that? Yeah, so when we're designing CG, we need to make sure that we have discretionary weight to put around the put around the club. Sometimes, especially on our stronger lofted wedges, 46 through 52, we need to make sure that we have enough weight to move around so we can get that CG low enough. And that does sometimes change the hosel length. Um, but we do have our standard hosel lengths on these. But you'll see our pads are increasing. So a little more mass down below on 46 or 52, a little higher on our sand wedges, and even higher CG on our 58 through 62. Yeah, well, that, those pads and that shaping, it's, it's almost gone the other way now, hasn't it? Instead of being curved one way, it's now curved yeah, the other. Yeah, and I always tell guys, I say it's a smiley face. It makes me happy to see we've come this far. <laughs> on our old stuff, you know, it's, it was sloped this way. Now we're the other way. And that's just part of our design process of how we put mass in the right location. So is it, is it a, adding more mass by having a different shape of muscle, if you like? It's part of it, but it's really more about adding mass in the right place. Oh, one thing I thought was that uh, with some of the grinds, are they maybe slightly less bounced than, than it was? So maybe people who are in an F could be in an S this time around. Is that how you would see it or not? They can be, but we like to test and make sure that that product or that grind works best for them. A lot of times when we're working with guys, we say, don't be so fixated on the numbers. The numbers, always, they're not always what works best for you. Let's figure out what letter you are, what grind you are. And that really is the better story to tell. I'm an M grind man, you're a K grind man, you know, and, and that's only going to be figured out through testing. So we'll work with tour players, that's what we'll do is we'll actually blind test, I'll grab the head, I'll hand it to the player and say, no, no peeking at Don't this. look at it. Just hit a shot and let's talk about the results in the end. So how would you suggest an amateur would go around picking the right letter? If I was fitting an M, I would tell them, okay, let's first establish what your bookends are. We know your pitching wedge is 46. What's the highest loft you feel comfortable playing? Let's say it's 58. We know what we're going to be on the high and low ends, so how do we fill the middle? How many wedges can we fill based on what you have on the rest of the bag? So the player says, I can be a four wedge guy. Perfect. Let's look at the gaps. Pitching wedge goes this far. The next wedge that fits you is a 50 degree. It's four degrees, 54, and then you're 58. So once we've established how far things are supposed to be, we can start working on the grinds. So typically what we see on tours, we see players gravitating on your 46 or 50 or 52 and slightly more bounce because they're down, mm -hmm. so they're descending, but they're also trying to produce a little bit lower flight. That's helping us manage our carry, keep our spin high, so we have stopping power. And as we start to increase the loft, that's where you start to see the short game really come to form. That's where you start to know, okay, this player hits this shot very well, he hits this shot poorly. When we address, we always look at the misses. We always say, hey, what's your what's your strength? What's your weakness? Let's, let's address the weakness. Let's make that better. And then you have to have a game plan. Once we've kind of worked on those grinds, now we say, okay, what's the way 
much for. Is the 60 your short game club all around? Great. Let's make that strong. Let's give it this much bounce. And then the sand wedge, again, what's it, what's it going to be? It's a 10 iron or it's just a long club. Great. Let's make that work the best for you. So have a purpose, have a plan before you go and make your decisions. Well, certainly the, when I've experienced these sets, you really actually have to go on grass and see how it reacts to your swing through the turf, really, because it's sometimes quite apparent which grind is best for you, really, isn't it? Absolutely. You'll never know until you do it. Yeah. Um, but I do like to tell guys, hey, train your eye and train your ear to see a little lower flight and hear a deeper, more solid thud. Those are indicators of a great wedge. Um, and that's part of your technique. That's part of the ground that you're hitting on. Yeah. Those those two things will give you a good sense of what, what is right. And the only new grind you've got coming in is the D. That's right. Which, uh, do you explain uh, why and maybe how you come up with the fact, oh, yeah, we need another grind here? Absolutely. So as we're going through the U.S. on the PGA Tour, the West Coast Swing is usually our firmest of events, so we can go with a little bit less bounce. But as we make our way east into the Midwest and into our Florida Swing, that's where the soil changes a little bit. It's got more sand and it gives out a little bit faster. And that's where we start to see players coming to me and saying, hey, we need a little more bounce. I need a little more bounce. My ball flight's high, it's carrying short, I'm not spinning it very much, I feel uncomfortable. And that's where players who use an M grind on a normal basis might say, hey, a little bit more bounce would suit me. And that's where that D is perfect, because it's really the high bounce version of the M. Yeah, so the M as we just for the viewers, is this one with a lot of camera in the heel and toe. So you really just increase the bounce in the middle so give it a bit more playability if they're playing it straight, is that right? Correct, so we're gonna increase bounce in the front yeah. so this angle gets a little steeper. Okay. But we don't sacrifice the performance and playability of the trailing edge. So it allows players to have that lower, more consistent flight, but also have the ability to open up that wedge and have some versatility around the greens. Okay, you got slightly different finishes there. How do you decide what finish to come out with? A little bit of market research, a little yeah. bit of tour player research. Um, we've got our gorgeous plastic chrome, which a lot of people love. We've got the steel gray, which is kind of a, a charcoal finish, a little bit of brush to it. And then we've got this really cool new finish called Jet Black. And the cool thing about it, it's a very modern look. It's all black, black paint. Our tour players have really adopted it nice. We've got guys like Jimmy Walker who's just putting it in the bag, Cam Smith's putting it in the bag. And I'm sure over time that's just going to funnel down into more and more guys. And is the does the finish maintain its look uh, as long with the, the darker finishes as the chrome? It does. Now these two are these two are chrome finishes, so these will maintain their look for the majority of the time. Now this is more of a closer to the raw finish, so it's not actually chrome, it's a dip QPQ process. And where you'll see wear is going to be on the sole where we make interaction with the ground and on the face where the ball will be hitting. Oh, well I think they all look pretty good. So uh, thanks for talking to us and good luck this year. My pleasure. Thank you. Thank you.